and welcome to another episode of Happy Without Medicine. It is me, Dr. Yuandi, your host, and today we're going to be talking about goal setting. We're now in the second week of January 2024, and many of us are in this energy of newness, new beginnings, fresh starts, new goals, reflection, which is all amazing. However, I know just having conversations with many women that the energy of wanting to set goals big and hard and audacious, not a lot of people are feeling that this year. And if you are in that category of people, this episode is for you because I'm going to be sharing a different way and a different approach to setting goals that I think you might like, you might appreciate, and even enjoy. So stay tuned and enjoy the episode. Welcome to Happy Without Medicine, and I'm your host, Dr. Yuandi, a medical doctor, therapist, and a fierce advocate for your happiness. My mission here is simple, to help professional women just like you create a life you're excited to wake up to. It's time to make the happiness you feel on the inside match the success others see on the outside. Let's get started. I am one to set goals. I love setting goals. I set goals on a monthly basis. I set goals on a weekly basis. I set my daily goals and tasks that I want to have accomplished. And of course, I set goals on an annual basis. Over the past couple of years, though, I've realized that many people find the process of goal setting very stressful because for whatever reason, for various reasons, it gives them a sense of pressure to reach certain milestones at certain times. Because of course, we're all taught that our goals have to be specific, they have to be measurable, they have to be attainable, they have to be relevant, they also have to be time-bound. This is what we call SMART goals. But for some reason, people struggle with making their goals specific enough, measuring their goals, making them realistic, attainable, and also the deadlines that come with them because the truth of the matter is that life is life. And because of the nature of my work, I meet many women who are experiencing various kinds of disruptions, whether it is the loss of a loved one, the loss of a job, whether it is illness, a physical illness, or even an emotional, mental, psychological illness like burnout, financial setbacks, marriages that aren't working, children that are falling ill, right? So life can be very unpredictable. The problem is that when we set goals in this way where we have these big goals that we want to accomplish and these deadlines that we have put on them, when life gets in the way and things kind of leave our control, we don't give ourselves grace in those seasons to go with the flow. We still look at our vision boards and say, well, these are the things that I wanted to accomplish this year. By hook or by crook, I'm going to give myself two weeks to grieve and then I'm going to keep it pushing. The reality is though that our emotions don't work that way. Something like grief, just to use that as an example, is hard to control. You don't know when those waves are going to hit you. Something like burnout can also be very hard to control You don't know what days you're going to have the energy to do the things that you need to do. 
And so in this episode of Happy Without Medicine, I'm going to be offering a different approach to goal setting. I'm not going to tell you not to set goals because I know that is not the type of person you are. And truthfully, as humans, we always need to be working towards something. Studies have actually shown that if we aren't working towards something, it causes us a lot of distress emotionally and also does take a toll physically. It's the reason why you hear all these stories about people who retire and after that go on a steady decline, either cognitively or physically in their bodies. So it's important for us to have some goals. What I'm talking about today is how we approach our goals. I'm really wanting to offer a different way of being such that the goals aren't backfiring because we want our goals to be helpful. We want our goals to support us. We don't want them to backfire on us and make life miserable. We want to be happy when we are working towards that goal and when we accomplish them, but we don't want to be miserable working towards the goal and putting all this pressure on ourselves because it's looking like we're not going to make it or why am I even doing this? When we lose sight of why we're doing certain things, it takes away the drive and the enjoyment. And so the first thing that I want to talk about today is that If you have been struggling with setting your goals this season and you're finding that, you know, you're feeling discouraged, you're feeling unhappy, I'm going to offer my approach to setting goals for this year. So something that I'm doing very differently. Like I said, I love to set goals. And in the past, what I would do is look at all the different domains of my life. I would look at my spiritual life. I would look at my parenting. I would look at my marriage. I would look at my physical health, my finances my business or career. I would look at my extended family relationships. I would look at my home, um, all the different areas of my life that were important to me. And then I would set goals for each area and review those goals on a monthly basis. Eventually, I graduated to just picking three main areas per quarter. So it could be my faith, my finances, and fitness that I was focusing on one quarter. And I would just go in and have everything else kind of in a state of maintenance while I really focused in on those three areas and would set goals and work towards them. This year, I'm doing things a little different and it's feeling very peaceful. It's feeling very right. Some of you might appreciate this way of setting goals, which is something I'm going to talk through now. The main overarching sentiment here is I am focusing on who I want to be this year over the things that I want to do this year. So who do I want to be? How do I want to show up? How do I want to feel? What energy do I want to bring to my work? What energy do I want to bring to my family? What energy do I want to carry around with me? How do I want to show up? And so instead of looking at my work, for example, my business, for example, and saying, okay, this quarter, I want to enroll X number of patients into the practice and see X number of patients per week and X number of patients per day and giving those as you know our key performance indices, um, giving those numbers and those targets, I'm focusing more on who I want to be as a business owner. I want to be a kind boss. I want to be an empathetic listener. I want to be more knowledgeable. I want to learn more skills in specific areas like solution-focused therapy and strength-based coaching. 
I want to be a therapist that isn't just focused on, yes, the mistakes that people may have made or the things that people may have done to them in the past, but one that is very future focused. And so you can hear that nothing about that is really specific. Nothing about that is really measurable. Nothing about that is really time bound. It's a way of being versus the things I'm going to check off and the things I'm going to do. Having said that, because I don't want you to misunderstand me, this isn't just putting things out there, wishful thinking, right? Whenever we want to be something, there definitely are actions that need to back it up. However, the difference is I'm more focused on my identity and what I want that to look like, less focused on the things that I'm going to do. It's a very subtle but very important difference. And in fact, studies in psychology have shown that when people embody a certain identity of who they want to be, they are more likely to do the things required that fit with that identity. And I'm going to give you an example. If you embody the identity of a musician, for example, you embody the the identity and, and it's because you want to start learning a musical instrument you're going to start thinking about what is it that a musician does in order to get good. They practice, right? They try different things, different pieces. They will meet up with other musicians so that they can get encouragement and inspiration. If they get things wrong, they don't give up because this is their identity. They don't give up. They keep going. Let me use a different example. The identity of an athlete. Um, the identity of someone who is healthy, a healthy person, uh, someone who is fit. If you embody that identity, again, you're more likely to do the things that a healthy, fit person does. You're more likely to pick water over sugary drinks. You're more likely to invest that extra time in exercising and working out. You're more likely to pick healthier snacks than salty, sugary, processed snacks. When you see yourself a certain way, the actions tend to follow. Much easier and much smoother than doing things the other way around. And it all comes down to how we think and the things that we're telling ourselves. You may have heard this quote before, but what we think determines what we say. What we say determines what we do. What we do become our habits. Our habits become a lifestyle and our lifestyle becomes our destiny. And all that is to say that if you think that you are an unhealthy person, oh, I could never eat right, I'm addicted to food, I love to eat, I always fall off the bandwagon, if those are the things that you're thinking to yourself, inevitably you're going to say them. Oh, I can never stay consistent with my workouts, oh, I'm so lazy. Um, All of those things, the more you say them, the more you're going to act accordingly. But if you tell yourself or think to yourself, you know what, I am strong, I am healthy, and I can do this, I can stay committed, I can stay consistent with my workouts, I can make healthy choices, and I can put into my body things that will serve me and nourish me. The more you say those things and the more you embody the identity, the more likely you're going to pick them up. And you might have to have reminders around your house. I'm a very big fan of post-its. I'm a very big fan of accountability. So surrounding yourself with people who are of like mind and especially if they're people that 
are who look like you and are in very similar situations as you are, because you'll see, well, if they can do it, if they can embody that identity, then so can I. Not in a way that's competitive or in a way that comes from comparison, but in a way that comes from inspiration and motivation. So focus on who you want to be and what you want to do. Focus on the progress that you're making. I'm a very big fan, and this is something that I've spoken about on the podcast before, of progress goals, setting progress goals. So what that might look like is instead of setting an outcome goal, like I want to lose 10 kilograms in six months, for example, you're focusing on the, you're setting progress goals. So I'm going to go to the gym three times a week and take a walk two times a week. So you are focusing on the things that will lead up to that outcome eventually versus just fixating on the outcome itself. In this season, I'm really hoping that focusing on how you are being or who you are being versus what you are doing is going to help get rid of the feeling of overwhelm that comes from looking at a list of things that you have written down to do, a to-do list, which you know, we could talk about to-do lists in a different episode. So you have this never-ending to-do list, you're overwhelmed, you're focusing on things that shouldn't really be as much of a priority, but because you're overwhelmed, you're just kind of doing things as they come. And what ends up happening is that the things that are important fall by the wayside. Our health, our relationships, um, they fall by the wayside. In this season, as we're thinking about new beginnings and fresh starts, I really want to encourage you to give yourself grace, right? Understand that, yes, it's great to set goals, but also pay attention to the season that you're in. Are you in a season where there's a big adjustment that's happening? Are you in a season where work has changed or things in your life circumstances have changed? Because if that's the case, maybe these goals that you have set for yourself might not really be appropriate or realistic. Focus on who you want to be. Do you want to be someone who is calm? Do you want to be someone who is diligent? Do you want to be someone who is consistent? Do you want to be someone who is at peace with their decisions? Do you want to be someone who has worked through anxiety and is prioritizing their self-care? These are the things that I really want you to work on in this new year as we go into setting a fresh set of goals and really evaluating the things that we want to accomplish. Speaking of self-care and speaking of being overwhelmed, I want to remind you that I am working on a course. It's workshop style. And in fact, I will be recording it live on Thursday, January 18th at 7 p.m. Eastern time. And so if you go to my Instagram at dr.yuande, so that's at dr.yuande, go to the link in my bio and you'll see where to sign up for the workshop. And if you're listening to this after the live recording of the course, know that it's still available. So you can still go into the link in my bio. It'll be there on demand whenever you want to access it. So in the course, we're specifically talking to people who are overwhelmed, women who are overwhelmed, and using self-care as a tool to get rid of feeling overwhelmed and having anxiety as part of their day-to-day lives. So go into my bio, click on the link, get the course, and I know that it'll be helpful for you. All that to say, just a friendly reminder that goals are great, 
But if they're coming at the expense of your relationships, your physical health, and your mental well-being, then please consider a different approach, which is what we just discussed today, a way of being that isn't heavy, that isn't overwhelming, and that will actually bring you peace and make the process of accomplishing your goals way more enjoyable. I hope you found this episode helpful. If you did, please be sure to share it with a friend. And until next time, remember that I'm here always fiercely advocating for your success and your happiness. Bye. Thank you for joining me, Dr. Yuan Di, on the Happy Without Medicine podcast this week. If you enjoyed this episode, I would so appreciate it if you could give it a review on Apple Podcast because it helps Happy Without Medicine pop up when other women are searching for ways to find their happiness again. And visit happywithoutmedicine.com to view the complete show notes and other resources mentioned in today's episode. I'll catch you next time.